The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. Around 20 or so years ago, I spoke at the New York Telephone Association meeting in Lake Placid, and I visited their trade show. I asked one of the vendors, who this guy who does shows all over the country, if there was more money in New York than there was in Maine. And listen to what this guy said. He said, I think there's just as much money in Maine as there is in New York. But these people here in New York know how to spend theirs. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Thank you. 
Mary Ellen, of course, here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. It seems, it would seem that no matter what your cause, nowadays you can support it with quotes by Thomas Jefferson or Abraham Lincoln. You know this, nowadays nobody would dare say anything bad about either one of them. Hey, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln said that. These, these guys I'm listening to on the radio, well, they must really know what they're talking about. They must be on the right side if they're quoting Abraham Lincoln. Of course, they got an American flag on the wall behind them too, but I want you to know this. If folks down my way in St. George, Maine, in Knox County here, if folks right here in St. George had owned radios 200 so years ago, they would have smashed them with a hammer had a radio commentator said anything good about Thomas Jefferson. The Embargo Act of 1807 shut down the shipping in Wiscasset, put them out of business. And can you imagine what the Emancipation Proclamation did to Maine shipping in 1862? You've heard me say this many times. They had a torchlight celebration parade in Thomaston, five miles from here, when Lincoln was assassinated. They touched off tar barrels at a big parade. People who like to quote Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln should remember that Back in their day, they were two of the most hated men on the coast of Maine.
I thought there would be another blip there, didn't you? Janice Lang, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. Janice Lang is a professional photographer, and Janice lives in Ottawa. Among other things, Janice goes as far north as it is possible to go in Canada, here on the North American continent, and she takes pictures for, I think, the government. They, she was here the other day, and she took pictures of me and my wife, Marsha, the almost perfect woman. I posted one of these pictures on my Facebook page, and one of my friends wrote underneath it that Janice knows how to capture the moment. Of course, Janice does know how to capture the moment. She has a camera that takes pictures like a machine gun. Click, 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 click. She takes 50, 60 pictures, all of which capture the moment. Then she selects one to post that will make people say, Hey, Janice really knows how to capture the moment. Have you ever taken a picture that captured the moment?
Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. With, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite radio station. I have here a letter from a radio friend, for which I am extremely grateful. And this radio friend says, Why do our wives always know where our lost household items are. I've checked with my male friends and they tell me the same story. Whenever I'm missing the car keys or the book that I've been reading, my wife rolls her eyes, throws up her hands, and exclaims that men are helpless creatures. 
Then she asks the obvious. Have you looked for it? Of course I've looked for it. How would I know that it's lost if I hadn't looked for it? She feigns a sort of indignation, suppressing a condescending smirk. Then she says something like, Have you checked the kitchen table next to the fruit bowl? I ask her why she put my book on the kitchen table. I, I know I didn't put it there. I always put my book on the coffee table next to my reading chair. And so it goes. Almost every day, another item lost by me and miraculously found by my wife. Actually, she doesn't find things. She just knows where they are. I believe that women have secretly been taught by their mothers to passively ensure their husband's dependency by hiding their stuff and then finding it for them. They get up at night not to go to the bathroom, but to hide something that we will need the next day. They practice sleight of hand so that things appear in places that we know we've searched only minutes earlier. Robert, does this scenario ring true to you? Well, I'm going to ask you the same question. Does this scenario ring true to you? My reply has to be, yes, it does. Just weeks ago, I couldn't find the butter, which is an unheard of thing in my house, because in 25, 30 years of marriage, the almost perfect woman has never run out of anything. I took many things out of the refrigerator. I looked on all the counters, because I, I, I know that my wife is infallible, but I could not find the butter, because I was looking for the little yellow tub now I know that butter also comes in little blue tubs. Well, I want to thank my radio friend for reminding me of this with his letter. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you.
Chris Mill, Gene Harris, tribute to Basie. I see on the back, Bill Reichenbach, bass trombone. I was fortunate enough to be able to hire Bill Reichenbach for $30 to play gigs when I had the band at the University of Rochester. All those, those, those were fun days. That was back when young fellows wore bell-bottom trousers, you know. They came tight on the legs and came out at the bottom. Have you ever lost your keys in the sand at the beach? Have you ever had your credit card stolen from your gym locker? Have you ever left your wallet at the tennis court? If these unfortunate situations sound familiar to you, then perhaps you ought to give up sports.
Harry Allen here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week this time right here on your favorite station. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And what should we do? No things considered here on The Humble Farmer today. What should we do with kids who have short attention spans? These kids, you know about them, these kids can't sit long enough to learn anything in school. Take the candy and soda away from them and give them a bowl of fish chowder every two hours. Getting one or two bowls of fish chowder into these so-called problem children every day would save taxpayers millions in school psychologists and and counselors, that sort of thing. Well, i, I got to tell you where I heard this. That's, that's what a local undertaker told me. And, of course, it's no sense to argue with him because he's bound he's going to have the last word anyway. Now, we all, by that I mean the guys in the band, my trio, myself, and you, we all love Count Basie, right? Is anybody that doesn't love Count Basie? So what we would like to do right now, ladies and gentlemen, is a little segment of music, some tunes that are very much identified with the great, late Count Basie. You, you're driving me crazy. Wait, wait, later, later, okay. What did I do? I'll need you later. What did I do to you? Mama got tears for you. Make everything hazy, cloudy. The skies are blue. The friends who were near me to cheer me, believe me, they knew. But you were the kind who would hurt me, desert me when I needed you.
Let me tell you about Harry Edison. Now everybody called him sweets. He played with Basie in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. Boy, he produced some mean trumpet feats. He went boop a doo dee doo. He went shoop a doo dee doo. He went dee 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 in time in Maine. Hundreds of thousands of dollars are spent. Bangity-bing, bangity-bang. Just as fast as the moderator at the town meeting can bring his gavel down. And then, listen to this, everything grinds to a halt, and there is a heated two-hour argument over a $300 item which would buy new weapons for the town constables. New weapons? One wonders if the old ones were worn out. Did the barrels burn off red hot and smoking? If you think about this, well, what is the most dangerous thing 
these town constables have to do. They will tell you that it is not shooting it out with desperados or fishing out the people who walked on thin ice. That's not the most dangerous thing they do. The most dangerous situation in Maine law enforcement is stepping between a man and wife who are slugging it out toe-to-toe because no matter which one the officer grabs, the other one slugs him. Anyone from New York, Massachusetts might be puzzled at the things that happen at a main town meeting. But there is a simple, reasonable explanation for everything. Now, you know, I was going to give you an example. At our town meeting, a man once stood up and voted to cut 16% from the budget, right across the board. He moved that there be a secret paper ballot. This took, believe it or not, an hour and a half. While people were standing around waiting for the hour and a half, they bought all of the cookies and soda on the table at the end of the hall. You've already figured this out, because the guy who made the motion to have the secret ballot, he owned the concession.
brothers, of course. One of the first 45 recordings I had, 50 how many years ago, was Woody Herman's The Four Brothers. A high school girl in Camden, Maine, gave her boyfriend a box of homemade chocolate chip cookies to eat on his way back to college. He was going to college at Fairley Dickinson down there in New Jersey. Now, every, everyone knows, you know this, chocolate causes pimples. There ain't no getting around that. Chocolate causes pimples. So not only will this young man enjoy these chocolate chip cookies on his trip down to Fairley Dickinson, but his pimples will be so bad for the next month or so that he probably won't be able to do any dating until the next school vacation, at which time he'll be back in Camden. Even when they're only in high school, they've still got us figured out. Must have lunch real soon. Your luggage is checked through. We've got inflation licked. I'll get right back to you. It's just a standard form. Tomorrow without fail. Pleased to meet you. Thanks a lot. Your check is in the mail. Marooned, marooned, marooned in a blizzard of lies. Marooned, marooned, marooned in a blizzard of lies. Toes and knees aren't all you'll freeze When you're in it up to your thighs It looks like snow, but you never know When you're marooned in a blizzard of lies You may have won a prize Won't wrinkle, shrink, or peel Secret safe with me This is a real good deal It's finger licking good Strictly by the book What's fair is fair I'll be right there I am not a crook Maroon, maroon, maroon In a blizzard of lies Maroon, maroon, maroon In a blizzard of lies Watch your step when your old dog Shep can't even look you in the eyes. You're cold and lost and you're double-crossed when you're marooned in a blizzard of lies. We'll send someone right out. Now this won't hurt a bit. He's in a meeting now. The coat's a perfect fit Strictly fresh today Serve us with a smile I love you darling Till I die We'll keep your name on file Maroon, maroon, maroon In a blizzard of lies Maroon, maroon, maroon In a blizzard of lies Walk on, walk on With hope in your heart And you're in for a big surprise When you're marooned Marooned Marooned, marooned, marooned In 
Comparable Dave Frischberg, of course. Do, 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 do. Here on the Humble Farmer. Don't forget, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite radio station. I am the Humble Farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you're from New York or Boston and you've just moved up here, you know, so you can live life like, like it should be lived. You might be tempted to have a lawn sale so you can blend in with the natives. Now, you might decide to have the sale all by yourself on your own front lawn, or you might get together with some of your friends or or neighbors, you know, just so you can advertise a three-family lawn sale or a super six-family lawn sale. The more families you get to join you, the more impressive it sounds and the more of a crowd you're likely to draw. Anyway, here's how the main lawn sale works. To begin with, you have to have some things that are absolutely worthless. It might be clay ducks. Someone gave you a second wife for a wedding present. It could be toys that your kids have broken or outgrown. Be sure to include that exercise bike that you never did have time to use. Now, Because you pick a day for the sale, you advertise it in Uncle Henry's, go around the neighborhood a week or so before the sale, nail hand-painted, printed cardboard signs on telephone poles. Put up a lot of them because, well, you know this, most of them are going to blow away or get wet and fall apart anyway. And the night before, drag all the treasures over to the appointed place of the sale and Store them in a barn or garage. And if you don't have a storage place, just put it on tables out there and tie it down with blue tops. The day of your great sale arrives. You get up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and you drag all your treasures out on the lawn or else you take off the blue tops. Now, it really doesn't matter what time you advertise a sale to start because professional lawn sale goers will be tearing at it like raccoons on a box of garbage an hour before you're ready. If you advertised your sale to start at 8, these grim-lipped professionals will be digging for treasures under your tops at 7. Now, all this sounds harmless enough, but there is a very... I want you to hear this. There is a very great danger in having a lawn sale, and that is rain. Do you have any idea what happens if you and six of your friends have been hauling stuff to your house steady for a week and then on the day of the sale it rains? You cannot hesitate. Right then, you have to load every bit of it on a truck and haul it to the dump. Right then, don't don't even think you can sell it the following weekend because by then everything will be soaking wet. It'll be sharp worn. Nobody will even look at it. Another danger is that once you've started a collection on your lawn, people will drop things there during the night, and before you know it, people will be mistaking you for a native. The summer will pass. Your collection, well, it will grow daily, and not until October when the leaves turn to gold 
Will your rusted metal blend in with the fall foliage?
Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. With any luck at all, I'll be back here next week, same time, playing old-fashioned music just for you.